and welcome to the Lost Hero Podcast. This is your weekly podcast uh, for all sorts of commentation on films and sometimes television and many other things, perhaps in the future, but mostly movies. Um, and I am joined by my co-host, as usual, Eric Sayor. Hi. And I am, of course, your host, other co-host, uh, <clears throat> Arlen Harrow. Um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, we're doing something a little bit more philosophical. One of these sort of loosey-goosey episodes um, where we just talk about a, a kind of a, a, a not a nailed-down subject, I guess. Uh, either a word or an idea or a concept and sort of just give our general thoughts on that idea. Um, and this time we chose to talk about Oscar bait, um, which is a term I feel like a lot of people probably know, um, but they might not know the actual context behind it. Uh, I don't know if there's a specific historical talk context you're talking about that I don't know, but uh, what I define Oscar bait is like a, a movie that takes like a either a um, a political issue that can be applied for today and does it in a lens that's like um, almost the cleanest possible. Yeah. Or it's like a, a glowing study of a political figure that ignores all a historical figure more than political, but that ignores all context around that figure. Mm-hmm. And does it, it's more like a, a, a puff piece to either a period of history or to a person. Yeah, yeah, that, that seems fair. Um, and they're often they're often rather maudlin. I don't know if that's the right word, but uh, I feel like it. It feels right. Um, but yeah, they're oftentimes uh, they they are praised for being emotional um, and being, you know, either uplifting or, you know, or an emotional journey. But oftentimes the emotion is kind of hollow Um, uh, and not really true to the subject at hand. Um, At least that's what I've found. It, it, Uh, it, It does, like, those movies tend to do, like, the copy each other's style like uh, mm-hmm. a soundtrack that's very uh, I, how do you see it? it's like a soundtrack that feels like uh, you're watching a, a big event and it's flowery and it's mm-hmm. happy and it's big and loud and uh, very like <laughs> shot. the shots tend to like there's one it opens with a long tracking shot that goes on for way too long and it, <laughs> there's a, a, a close-up of the main character's face while they're deep in thought on a subject you know where you know exactly what decisions they're going to come to it's very uh, stylistically boring i'd mm-hmm. say but very but at the same time easily palatable like it's the type of movie that's um, that everyone can w- watch, and that's made like for 
for the lowest common denominator almost for the Oscar watcher that's not going to watch all 10 nominated films that's going to watch two or three mm-hmm. and usually based off of do they know who's in it do they know the subject of it um, or do they know who the director is maybe in some cases um, Spielberg has been <laughs> accused of making Oscar bait in the past um, and some of those cases I can't really defend that he didn't. Um, so, yeah. 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 But the thing with Spielberg is, I f- particularly, is I feel like he's not even making Oscar bait. He's just yeah. making the movies. He's he's very honest in his movies. He's very, like, yeah. you can't make that many movies of this particular style and not mm-hmm. believe in it. And also, like... We talked about the post last year, and yeah. the post feels very Oscar Beatty in its subject. But the post is like mm-hmm. just Spielberg making a Spielberg film. It's not. Yeah. I don't think he cared about awards when he made that movie. He's just like he just want to talk. Some, he just wants to talk about Trump without talking about Trump. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he wants to comment on the situation now through the lens of something that happened before. Um, and it, I think it does a fairly effective yeah. job. Um, but whereas yeah, but... you can compare it to something like Spotlight, which is also mm-hmm. a movie centered around journalists. And that's a movie that cares way more about the people than the subject. Yeah. But treats the subject with like the importance it deserves. It's not like a... Mm-hmm. It's, it's not this, uh, a same puff piece. I, I, again, I'll use that term about that event. It's way more, uh, it's, it tries way more to to have that same seriousness that the event should, the, the same care that, the, the, the most care, it gives them the event the most care possible. Yeah. I would, I would, I agree with that. Um, yeah, like there's a, I guess, I guess sincerity is really the difference between an Oscar bait movie and a movie that deserves to be there, which I'm sure to some people that's like, well, that's arbitrary. <laughs> why are you the one that decides why it, why it deserves to be there? But I'm not. Uh, I feel like I feel like the audience decides, um, or at least the people who, are, the voting base at least. Um, but it's, it's sort of an important topic because, uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, uh, who, if you don't know who he is by now, you just, you just haven't been paying attention or who he, if you uh, don't know who he is, is, you, you, you're not listening to this podcast. Yeah, probably. But maybe, maybe you're a new listener, in which case go back and listen to our old episodes. I'd say they're about... 50 50 of them are great <laughs> i'm willing to i'm willing to stake that claim um but yeah like a lot of them are pretty good so go do that and then come back to us look up harvey weinstein but um if or if even i've talked about him on phantom Sun actually so i maybe be have gone down this little spiel here but he kind of made his career off of making oscar bait films <laughs> that's what he did he picked and produced movies that were very oscar bait ish 
and he's kind of responsible for making it more of an industry, um, making it less of something that would just occasionally occur randomly, and he made it part of his bottom line in terms of how he made movies and how he produced movies. He knew that he was going to produce one very Oscar-rating movie for every Tarantino movie he was going to produce, or every Kevin Smith movie he was going to produce. That was how he balanced out the budget <laughs> um, and made a profit every year by making movies that he knew would appeal to very specific audiences um, and that, like you said before, they're sort of lowest common denominator in terms of content um, and just pumping those out and being very consistent and gaming the system in a way to get certain stuff voted in that wouldn't have gotten voted in if he wasn't there, um, taking advantage of how the Oscar voting system works. Yeah, I, so, yeah. I'm very not familiar with <laughs> with that part of the business of movies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 curious though um, that that was a thing, and I, I feel like that became less and less of a possibility, and that's why he was starting to lose money because he couldn't do that anymore and movements towards diversifying the Oscar voting base um, I made that a lot harder because the base became a lot less white and a lot less old um, so yeah it's much harder to have those films get nominated for best picture like The Reader The Reader, a film we've all seen right? The film that kicked the Dark Knight out of the best picture run in 2008 everybody's favorite film the Reader. Do you know uh, what the film I have no idea what that movie is. Starring <laughs> King Winslet and Ray Fiennes. Oh, that sounds like a movie that was nominated at the Oscars in 2008. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In which Ray Fiennes plays a boy who was having an affair with an elder... Uh, what was it? Was she? She was a Nazi. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's a movie that happened. Um, yeah, 2008. It feels so long ago. Um, but yeah, like, that that almost won either Best Picture or Best Director because uh, that book was in Oprah's book club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I remember that now. <laughs> I remember the story around that book particularly, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, no recollection of that movie. <laughs> it's gone in time. Mm-hmm. Directed by Stephen Daldry, who is a fine writer, but yeah, yeah. Anyways, that's I, I. But I feel like that's a great example of um, the kind of movie that they made. I, that's the thing. I haven't actually seen the film, so maybe it's great, but it just feels very Oscar baity. It and that's I guess that's sort of a perfect sort of example it's a historical moment that we all know and we all have strong feelings about um regardless uh of who you are you have strong feelings about this event once you hear about it um so and it's tying it into you know a relationship and the dramas of a relationship and everything i remember about this film hearing about it seeing trailers for it it just never felt it never felt like there was a respect for the subject and it always felt manipulative and I think that's 
that's kind of where the deri- the derivative nature in which people say Oscar bait comes from. It comes from that sort of feeling that you're watching something that where it just doesn't feel real, I guess, um, for lack of a better term. It feels, yeah. It feels manipulative. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. It's a movie that's, that's not even trying to make you think. It's just trying to make you feel basic emotions. Mm-hmm. Using, like, everything. Using usually a good performance because it's it stars mm-hmm. good actors. But other than that, little less. Uh, Alexandre Pla soundtrack that maybe will be catchy, maybe not. Yeah. Uh, I, I was gonna say I almost feel like we're we're kind of done with these movies at this point, more or less. Yeah, like, for the most the, part. Yeah, like <laughs> we we don't know. We're, we're recording this in advance. We don't know when this is coming out, but probably. Yeah. But we don't have like the, either the nominations. We don't have the nominations for the Oscars. We don't even have those for the Golden Globes. So, yeah. so. We don't know what is gonna be like the the big Oscar baby kind of front runner, but I think the last few years have been very good on that end. We've had like weird movies nominated for Oscars yeah. over stuff that we usually get. Like a movie yeah. I, I think about a lot as a as a uh, as Oscar bait is um, Trumbo. I don't know if you've seen oh, that. Yeah, that's that's very Oscar baiting. Again, <laughs> historical event, an actor that you know. Yeah. And, <laughs> um, and I, I haven't seen the movie, but I assume that I assume that it's a very surface level, and for people yeah. who weren't around at the time, it's probably very interesting. But if you that's weren't around at the time, not. you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it kind of isn't. It's like a, a movie that centers around like a, a character, but it's like fails to make you right. understand that character and fails also to make you understand the political context around them. And I don't know, it has, Brian Cranston is pretty good in the role, but he's not doing much. He's just mm-hmm. like, <laughs> it's, it's like one of those movies that. I'm happy no one's going to go back to 2015 and be like, oh, yeah, I should watch that movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. And uh, there are other movies that are, t- are technically at Oscar bait, and they don't really have those, again, the historical element or, the, well, no, they do have the actor. They they have that sort of actor that we talk about that is sort of, you know, takes most of the attention, most of the attention. Uh, I think the movie, I got to look it up starring Meryl Streep uh was it August end August rush something August Osage County a movie I have still not seen <laughs> starring Meryl Streep Julia Roberts Eva McGregor Chris Cooper <laughs> Abigail Breslin Benedict Cumberbatch um and a whole bunch of other people I haven't seen the film I don't know if it's good or bad but it just looked very uninteresting to me <laughs> Um, but it's it's a very typical story of it's a family and they're coming together at the holidays to, you know, 
pick at each other and be generally nasty to each other before at the end they all come to an agreement that they all love each other and they're a happy family again right yeah yeah um we all know what that's like uh so yeah it's it's that's the other kind i guess and i feel like those movies still happen more but not as much i think it's because they get like a meryl streep in i think those movies happen and then they 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 maybe get an actor nomination but they're not like considered they don't they lose every cachet that they've had before the end of the year even and they're not like on anyone's favorite favorite right. list and they're just forgotten they're just a movie that came out that year and that was kind of existed only to be nominated for at the oscars mm-hmm. yeah like for... florence foster jenkins <laughs> I, uh, you say that name and I'm <laughs> I'm having a rush of emotions and feelings about it, um, but I don't I couldn't tell you what it's about. No, I don't know. I, I know I saw a bunch of posters and on some of them it said Oscar nominated. <laughs> oh God, no! That's the one where the woman is trying to sing and she can't sing. That's the movie. Um, again, like it's it's that kind of thing. It's this is an old person who can't do a thing, or she's being told she can't do a thing. But she does the thing. Um, like, that's the kind of movie we're, we're talking about here, I guess. Um, I, I guess one from last year that it kind of got its heels taken out from under it before it could build up any steam was Suburbicon, um, which is written yeah. by the Coens, so <laughs> you would expect something to come of that. Uh, or not, no, written by the Coens, directed by Clooney. Um and that movie just its its legs were taken out from under it before it could really build any steam from my memory and the but the cast is insane it's Oscar Isaac Matt Damon Julianne Moore um so yeah those movies they sort of i guess they just don't make it to the altar is the best way to describe it i don't know um yeah, yeah. and know, some of those movies are just bad i think that's the problem with Turbo Recon yeah. probably it's very doesn't even sound like it sounds like a coin bait more than Oscar bait. Probably, but I feel like in another year though, it would have made it very far. Yeah, probably. Like, in like two thousand five, it would have it would have uh, almost made it to the nomination stage, um, and it probably would have been like the sixth pick, um, you know, or something like that. If at least that's how it feels. Um, and again, this, I, I do think that we do we do have one that we've talked about a couple times off off mic and on mic, which is the movie Green Book, which could be nothing. It could lose any attention uh, by the time it comes out and by the time of nominations. But it it's it's very Oscar baity, um, and it, it, yeah 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 we're 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 before or the release of Green Book, so. We haven't seen it. I've seen maybe like some positive reviews overall. It's mostly on the strength of the performances again, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. It looks like by the trailer alone, it looks like a movie uh, about like a movie about race that doesn't care about race. Yeah, a yeah movie that very... uses race to say to have a message at the end that all humans are kind of good, maybe right. 
<laughs> it's very surface. It's very like, oh, isn't that isn't that sweet? Isn't that <laughs> isn't that nice? The yeah. the, the Italian man and and uh, and uh, Mahershala Ali got along at the end. Um, yeah, like. Mm. Yeah, and like you've mentioned before, it's it's a kind of movie you can see is maybe directed by the <laughs> director of Dumb and Dumber. Right. It's just like that's the thing. It's like it's a director who you normally who you you either see them directing this movie, this kind of movie, all the time, or they're directing something that's completely outside of what you expect from them. Um, that's usually how these kinds of things go. Yeah. Down, at least. Um, Usually, you know, something like a Spanglish starring Adam Sandler. <laughs> oh, I think I remember um, that movie. I think I watched that movie with my parents. Oh my! <laughs> I don't remember anything about it, but I remember. I think I watched it. Okay, yeah, probably it was. I was like twelve years old. <laughs> uh, yeah, the perfect time to watch that that film. Um, they. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, I think I, the, I think performances I, thing is a big part of it, though. Yeah. Yeah, prefer it's it's. I think that's how they get actors to do those movies. It's not the painting; it's the opportunity to maybe get an Oscar nomination or an Oscar win. Right. You're you have more chance of getting nominated for best actor if you're portraying Abraham Lincoln than if you're. In a sci-fi movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, unless you're an a- uh, Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter, in which yeah. case you have all the chance in the world. Um, but, yeah, but I, I think that's the place where the Oscars need to go, kind of, where they're not there yet. In that right. we got, like, Shape of Water got nominated and Get Out right. got nominated. And... Oh, no, I, my point makes no sense because I was going to say that Kaluuya didn't get nominated, but he did. So ignore completely what I was saying. And I, I think I feel like for the first time this year, we're getting in the, like, right last year, it was the first time where yeah. the Oscars finally felt like they were about the best movies and not yeah. just I like, still don't believe last year happened. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm still kind of shocked at what actually got picked and what didn't. Um so but even the year yeah. before with Moonlight winning over La La Land, it's it feels it feels like those awards have become more about art than like mm-hmm. than just like movie going. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Like it's it's more about spotlighting something that maybe not everybody has gotten a chance to see yet. Um, which I, I think that's the real purpose of it. You know, occasionally there's something that is a giant, you know, sensation across the entire country, you know, like a, a Godfather or something to that, uh, to that extent. Um, a get out. But yeah. Yeah. Or, or a get out. Um, perfect, perfect example. Um, but for the most part, it should be about something that like, Maybe not everybody's gotten on board with, but they should. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, that's really interesting. And I think that what they're picking, even if they do occasionally, again, have a La La Land 
or something like August Osage County or that other one with Meryl Streep that you said that I've already forgotten. Um, yeah. Florence Foster Jenkins. Those. Yes, Florence Foster Jenkins, which I will forget over and over and over again. <laughs> but, yeah, you mentioned La La Land, but La La Land doesn't even... never feels like Oscar bait. It just, right. It's way more... Again, sincere is the right word. Yeah, it, it is. It's much more sincere. I guess La La Land is one that was definitely accused of being Oscar bait, and I never, I never bought that... But I can see why some people... The idea of La La Land is Oscar bait. It is. La La Land itself is a good movie. <laughs> right. That's the other thing that is Oscar bait. Um, uh, the Artist? Is that what it's called? The, 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 that's oh, yeah. With uh, Gerard Dujardin? Jean, uh, uh, Jean Dujardin? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Eric, here to pronounce French names. Um... <laughs> Uh, that's not your only job, of course. Um, but still, um, but yeah, like movies like that, which are, I, I, I tried watching The Artist. I, I, no, just no, no, thank you. Um, I'm sure people really liked it. That dog is cute. Um, <laughs> I think that's why it won. By the way, the dog is very cute. So everybody gave that movie the award. Uh, I stand by this this theory. Um, which. Hey, it's a, it's a cute dog. What else do you need in the world? Um, but yeah, like movies like that are very Oscar bait. Movies that are about Hollywood um, are very Oscar baity. Um, that's why uh, the Brian Cranston film that I again I already Trumbo. Trumbo. That's why Trumbo was a thing. Like, yeah. it, it appeals to the creatives and to you know to write to just. Hollywood people, I guess, or that's the intention at least, um, and sort of playing to their, their, yeah, to to them, and what they see in everyday life, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why a movie like uh, Hitch, um, the Hitchcock movie that they did a while ago, which again, I haven't seen, so I may be making wild <laughs> accusations, um, but. Uh, my understanding of that movie is that it was it was fairly surface level. You learned some interesting stuff about the relationship between him and his wife. Um, but it, for the most part, it was a retelling of what you would have seen if you were watching the news at the time or if you were, you know, if you read newspapers or magazines. Um, so, yeah, like, I mean, again, I'm assuming uh, knowing more about his wife is interesting, though, I, yeah. I will say. Um yeah. I think also we've reached a point, both of us, whereas if a movie gets that kind of buzz, we're not going to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if we hear that it's not going to be interesting, we avoid it. Yeah. Um, we, we avoid the extremely loud and incredibly close <laughs> films. Mm-hmm. Um, again, a film about 9-11 uh, <laughs> and a boy with autism, and it has Tom Hanks, Sandra Bullock, and Max von Sydow. Um. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, the one thing, the, the I think the 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 thing with Oscar movies and one of the reasons they used to be so much so nominated and not anymore is that um, they're very white yeah. <laughs> or very like whitewashed. Yeah. At the very least, 
it's generally a white guy directing a movie about a, a great white man mm-hmm. and his and his person of color friend who's the good one yeah um, i wish i wasn't saying that but that's that's a thing in yeah. a lot of these movies uh you know and those movies it's weird they've kind of been taken over by the weird christian movie companies <laughs> That's the only way I can describe them. Uh, the companies that make movies like uh, Samson <laughs> or, or The Day He Rose or whatever or God Is Not Dead, um, they still make those kinds of movies, but they don't need them to be nominated because people just go to them, apparently. Um, that's why the movie... Uh, what was it? Same, <laughs> same as me or whatever? <laughs> same kind of... Thing is me or whatever, um, starring uh, starring some actor who's I'm forgetting the name of. Um, no idea what you're talking about. I know about the <laughs> God is God is not dead movies because there are like twenty of them. But other than that, the, yeah, I know I know a, far too many of their other their other productions by name, and I know what. Yeah, but they. They release so many of them, and in towns in America like this one, they they mop up. Um, so yeah, it's but and they appeal to that same audience that watches the Oscars and only watches those kinds of movies. Uh, they only watch the August Osage counties and things of that mm. nature. You know, thinking about it, what's probably uh, what's a really big Oscar Beatty movie coming out just now it's Bohemian Rhapsody yeah that's a that's Oscar Beatty um I don't think it's going to because I, I do think Brian Singer's stuff has followed him a little bit I mean I, I might be wrong which I hope I'm not wrong <laughs> uh but I hope that his uh his actions have put some sort of dampen on that uh because fuck ryan singer <laughs> yeah fuck ryan singer a lot um yeah fuck ryan singer yeah. not literally of course no no don't no, never don't. run away um <laughs> uh yeah uh same kind of different as me that's the title of the film that i was talking about earlier and it's as crazy as i was making it out to be starring greg kinnear renee zellweger and demon hamzu um jaimon hamzu i i'm not yeah um bad with names as everybody knows by now if you've been listening uh yeah but that's a film that exists and it's about a guy who's homeless and he gets adopted by a nice christian family um so these movies do get made i guess this is the point we just don't have to worry about them getting nominated for oscars anymore um which is there's something right in the world as a result of that i I feel like um and i think that the the newest trend of oscar baby stuff is uh, trying to imitate a better director. Yeah. Uh, I think that about that movie, I haven't seen Life Itself. Uh, that sounds like oh. a big Tree of Life ripoff. 
Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Uh, Again, Rubicon that you mentioned, right. which is very much not a Coen Brothers film, even if right. they wrote it. I mean, more in execution than in, in mm-hmm. like than in anything else. Right. Or when somebody tries to make Magnolia, but they're not P.T. Anderson, (laughs) so they can make Magnolia. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like, uh, yeah, that's definitely a thing that's happening where you have directors who they're they're either not a good director (laughs) or they're very much a workman's director. um, And they're sort of just doing a version of something you've already seen. I, I, I definitely think. That is a thing. Um, you know, before I saw mid-90s, I might have been convinced to think that it it, it was almost that. Like, it was a knockoff of Lady Bird. Um, it's not. It's it's fairly good on its own, if you haven't seen it or if it's not out where any, any of you listeners are. Um, it, it definitely has its own voice. Um, but it's the kind of film that even a couple years earlier um i would have said it could have been oscar bait if the if a different director had made it and all these other extenuating factors yeah it's i haven't seen it yet but uh i think well my the conclusion i'd say is like if it feels like the director cares about what he's talking about it makes for a huge difference it makes for a a movie that feels more personal that feels more um alive rather than just another story you're watching Mm -hmm. yeah I, I don't have much more to say on Oscar. <laughs> Maybe that's a, a short episode this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with doing a, yeah. a shorter one. Uh, short and sweet. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I think that's yeah. That's a that's it. Um, I, I think this is a good one for people to comment back at us. Um, yeah. If, if you're listening to this and you're saying, well, you forgot this Oscar bait movie. Um. You don't need to tell us about this Oscar debate movie that you just remember the title of. Um, What's <laughs> your Oscar debate movie? <laughs> right. Um, although, do tell us like <laughs> tell us stories of times where you watched an Oscar debate movie, but uh, like on accident, like uh, you had a story similar to Eric's where you were with your parents and they were like, "We rented this movie. Have you heard of it?" You don't recognize the name, and then you sit down and watch it with them. Um, so yeah, uh, if you have a story like that, feel movie free. I associated my head with Spanglish because I think we rented both at the same time is the Terminal. Oh no! And I think I really liked the Terminal when I was like twelve or thirteen. That's a that's a movie that um, I have no interest to watch, but oh, I yeah. just I know I probably should because <laughs> it's Spielberg and why not? I don't think you should, but I think it's I, I think it. From what I remember, it's worth watching. Okay. It's it's worth watching if there's it's like it's available on Netflix and you're in the mood for like a Spielberg movie. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 fair. I feel like that's that's the position that film has earned in, in society. <laughs> movie canon. Yes. 
Um, yeah, but tell stories, I guess, yeah. about Oscar mm-hmm. bait experiences and uh, movies, and also movies that you thought would be Oscar bait but are not. So yeah. I guess comment on uh, on the anchor. I don't know if they can comment on those, but um, I, I, I'll I'll try. By the time this episode comes up, uh, we you can you will be able to email us at dosharopodcast at gmail dot com. So yeah. write to us. Yeah, please, please do. Uh, with the subject line, podcast. Oh, what if, yeah. just, just, yeah. just send yeah. us an email and we'll read it. You don't need yeah, we'll, it. We'll read it on the show. As oh, long yeah. as you don't, as long as this is a rule I've instituted for the Phantom Zone as well, do not send us erotica. We will not read that on the show. <laughs> send all your erotica at uh, Eric underscore Fedor on Instagram. <laughs> yes yes please do so it can become a bit on phantom zone a week later um uh, okay um this, the, this has been a good show uh yeah uh, uh i'll start with my plugs because i just have the one follow me on twitter at my, i'm at easier and and that's it yeah yeah uh do that uh, yeah um I don't got uh, the, the Twitters. Not really. I mean, trying to quit. <laughs> I guess. Um, uh, Phantom Zone, you, you know what's up. Um, <laughs> uh, Monster Mash, uh, monthly show um, with me and Hunter. Who'd have thought? Who'd have, who'd have thought? Um, I don't know how many episodes will be up by the time you're listening to this, um, but go listen. Uh, one or two might be out. Uh, so yeah, go go do that. Uh, say this comes out in December. The next one will come out Christmas, and so on and so forth. Trying to keep it to holidays and important dates and things like that. So yeah. And also, uh, if you haven't paired this episode with our historical movie movie episode, top five historical movies, where we talk about movies that could have been Oscar bait but are actually really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a that's the show. Bye. Yes. Fuck Roland Emmerich. Fuck Roland Emmerich. Bye.